I always used to give Owen Sheehan a good bit of grief for his power rankings. They aren't easy, Will. As a group, as players, we have not done one minute of video analysis of any team this year. The Club Championship Show. Subscribe to the GEA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball, daily. All right, it's seven o'clock. You're tuned into Off the Ball on News Talk. It's Adrian with you until ten tonight. We've got a packed show coming your way, as always. No shortage of rugby talking points this week. We've Brian Driscoll lined up to chat to us about Eddie Jones, about Warren Gatland, and about the Heineken Cup uh, this weekend. The small matter gets kind of gotten about in the mails from of all the other news this week. Uh, the World Cup continues apace. We're on the eve of the uh, quarterfinals, of course. Plenty of events off the uh, pitch as well. Uh, so Dan McDonald will join us from uh, the World Cup for that. We're also going to talk to Marcela Mora y Araco who will cover all things uh, South American football mainly Argentina and she is en route to the World Cup so we'll talk to her in just a little bit and John Giles will be along as well who will have a say on plenty of stuff I've no doubt including Ronaldo so that is all to come whatever your thoughts are good evening to you and uh, wherever it is you are at this evening uh, hope you're well if you have any thoughts about any of that or anything else that you want to get off your chest text us in leave a comment wherever it is you're uh, picking us up Mick McCarthy good evening to you hello Adrian what a pleasure this is. Carl Milani, less, less sarcastic response hopefully from you. How are you getting Sorry. on? Evening, lads. How's that was form? genuine. That was genuine. I had to ask Mick just before he came on air there, what, what do we do? What happens at the start here again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a bit of hand-holding through this show, but I'm, I'm more than willing to do it. No, honestly, I, I, I messaged Nathan on Monday. Look, I'm not the greatest studier of the roster, I have to be honest. I do tend to And you said, is there nobody else? Uh, no, I, mess- <laughs> I messaged him on Monday asking him about a piece we were doing. I don't know if it actually came through in the end. Uh, I can't even remember what it was. And he went, Adrian's presenting on, on Thursday. And I swear to God, I got a flutter of excitement. <laughs> Go away! Go away! Adrian nothing, Barry! There's nothing but compliments from the... Adrian uh, Barry, post, see, post four o'clock in the afternoon. My usual thing, Mike, as you're aware, is I'm up at like uh, five o'clock in the morning to come in here for a.m., right? And you just yeah, get nothing a week, but yeah. a volley of... Well, uh, once a week, I'll grant you that. Nothing but a volley of abuse and like, you know, bad-tempered people, like, cranky people at that time of the morning. That's very true, yeah. And like, it's nothing but compliments. I mean, I was tuned in the other week where Joe was giving me one of the greatest compliments I've ever been given about like... Um, he, you'd go across the Atlantic <laughs> he'd be the off the ball team member yeah. you'd pick to go across yeah, the Atlantic yeah. the, it didn't as, come out of nowhere I thought as I text pick, him afterwards yeah. to say I've put it straight up on my LinkedIn page and it's uh, it's there now for forever um, anyway it's great to be here well, you say you're in for AM it's like, that's what you do one day a week you come yeah. in in fairness you get up very early in the morning for that the rest, of, the rest of the week I'd say swan in half ten oh that's, coffee, that's very harsh coffee very harsh. and then like Hitting four, then and be like, you know, Jesus. I mean, the traffic get, out, get, get out of here, exactly. Out the bus, <laughs> and the bus, and the way home, or the bike. That sums it up pretty, pretty. And then just saunter around the building when I'm here. I can't. Saying is, I can't here, here we are, five that. past seven, and it's like, you know, how many cups of coffee have you had? We've, we've, we've sweated to the assets today in my uh, in my part. I've had a lot of coffee. I have to admit, I try to keep it to two generally, Carl, but I'm I'm struggling with that today. You'd need one or two in the early mornings, wouldn't you? They're tough. A lot. You need a lot. Pacing myself on a Friday is uh, it's not easy. Um, but anyway, look, it's great. And yet to be he still here. manages to finish last in the crappy quiz every week. After uh, I had somebody text me, a very good friend text me last week and said that she had only realised that the crappy quiz was uh, pre-recorded in the morning and was giving me a free pass because assumed I was just really tired every <laughs> Friday evening. So it was giving hours. me a free pass on my sporting knowledge <laughs> before realising that well, it couldn't be to do with the tiredness. So, but there's no free pass to be given. My sporting knowledge or my ability to maintain. Uh, what's happened in sport over the years is far less than my peers. Yeah, but your knowledge okay of today, as the PM only listeners will find out over the next three hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Second to 
Not too many. <laughs> wow, the compliments keep coming. Um, right, so we've loads to come and if you want to send in your abuse or whatever it is, uh, do lash it into us over the course of the evening. Um, and there's a few little bits and bobs that have happened at the World Cup today that have sort of caught our eye. Um, Louis van Gaal will come to the Brazil celebrations I might start with because I just want to get this off my chest. I can't... Uh, uh, the joylessness of Roy Keane, uh, Jason Cundy for sure, Didi Haman saying that Brazil, I was watching the game on RT and a lot of the coverage is excellent, I must say. Some of the commentary is really superb. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that took way longer than it should have done. There was a lot of silence. Um, and I appreciate that. That's probably some of the audience don't get, quite get that joke, but we're not going to explain. Um, so, I... Uh, Didier Man, half time of the game, starts lambasting Brazil. Carl, you can sit out this conversation. Start lambasting Brazil for uh, joining for you for, for, uh, for dancing no here. in the gold celebrations. It's the it's the World Cup. Yeah, it's the World Cup. It's Brazil at a World Cup. They've scored some amazing goals. They're hitting their straps. the The world is in love, starting to fall in love with this Brazil team. And the main bit of analysis at halftime is that we're not allowed to enjoy them dancing. Give me a break. Yeah, and then I realised that Roy Keane has been saying the same stuff on he ITV has, yeah. and then uh, Jason Cundy which is always a sure sign that you should be on the opposite side of the fence um, <laughs> is at the same stuff uh, elsewhere it just felt like oh lads come on can we analyse some football or just talk about something else so when we we were I think like Brazil scored like three during the news round <laughs> it was yeah. in the first half an hour so we were seeing them all as it happened and realising that this dance routine was a thing and then later on that evening like we were out back in the office and, and Joe was saying would you say Roy Keane is for or against this <laughs> yeah, I was on. like yes. and I was like what possible problem yeah. could he have and then it was like he finds it disrespectful to South Korea and I, I, I funny I did immediately go do you know what they are celebrating for like three four goals after a game It is there is something disrespectful after a goal there is something disrespectful about it I do understand that ultimately it is a bit of joylessness the thing I'd say about the punditry though Adrian is I'd, if he feels that way regardless of whether you disagree with him or not I'd much rather he said it I'd much rather Diddy a man was at all curmudgeon giving oh. out about everything that's happened because at least there's a, a bit of life to it and there's point. a bit of kind of like argument and a bit of uh, you know uh, I don't know talking points I, 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 I do and, take the point it just felt like it was the go-to comment straight away after the analysis it went back to it again and it must have been a case that like I can know, understand your frustration yeah. it's just like oh like it was it, I didn't find joylessness I was I was I loved it. Like, I loved it. It brings you back to the Romario baby days and, like, it was just... Bebeto, yeah. Bebeto. Bebeto, um, yeah. Incredible, like, just more of that. Can we have more... Like, please, when Brazil score again, please don't be second thinking that stuff. Get over with the manager and get in the mix. You've no, and this is devil's advocate, you've no worries that they're, like, you know, spending so much time organising their no. double celebration they're, that takes uh, an extra three or four they're, minutes they're, that they're taking their focus off the matter at hand I'm and that's uh, winning a cold, hard World Cup. I'm a slave to TikTok, Mick, and uh, I'm on there at the minute, and Marcus Rashford and Saka and all these players are tweeting bits and pieces that's going on behind the scenes. They have all the time in the world to do whatever the hell they want to do. There are loads of... To remember it in the moment. You've just scored a goal in the World Cup, and it's like, right, what's our routine? But, like, we were all... Sorry, those three, and maybe a lot of other people, were sort of offended on South Korea's behalf. I actually haven't heard... I I haven't gone looking for it now, I'm not going to lie, but I haven't seen anything from South Korea to say that they were like, you you know, this was an offence to the nation. How does that ever matter? Us taking offence on other people's behalf is... is, Oh, I just thought, like... It's a national trait. I think... I wonder what those analysts saying that it's, it's, it's not the right thing to do. Is it driven by... I know Roy Keane has spoken about a fear during his career that they didn't want to over themselves or build themselves up for failure. 
Mm. And, and are, are Brazil setting themselves up for failure by celebrating the goals in that manner? Like, I can't accept that <laughs> because they're just celebrating a goal and it's a different culture, right? Like, it's not like, you know, we're not talking about the 70s where Kevin Keegan went over and shook hands with somebody and that was it. It's like, this is what they do. This is an expression of... Um, their inner selves I, think. Mm. I don't know I actually couldn't agree with you more I'm just uh, no, for I, the I, conversation that. and I'd expect nothing else from Carl than to you know, stick up for his colleagues so it's uh, you know. <laughs> no but it's, it's not it's this idea that one we can't have a bit of fun oh, part like, of the game it's a World Cup and it, the, you know that these players like these like you know the older I get the more I can say this these kids <laughs> can't have a bit of enjoyment about the about what they're doing is nonsense everything doesn't have to be Serious and yeah. hard, and you can mix, you can oh, mix a, uh, intensity, and you can mix preparation with enjoyment. There's no reason not to. It was probably something that wasn't available to Roy Keane. That's fine. We've seen him enjoy himself this week, but as a top player, it probably wasn't his cup of tea. It doesn't mean everybody's the same, and we should stop always assuming that everybody's like you. And if you don't do things in the way you did, then they're not doing yeah. things to the best of their ability. Uh, it's only now that you said it. I presume the celebration was related to Brazil then. Uh, was like, did uh, you see it? Yeah, I presume that was like, uh, uh, look, at, I've been given out about this thing and probably people have said stuff to me and now... Was did you it? think that? I, I thought it was more that it was taking the piss out of his own general character. Like as in, like I'm yeah. someone who criticises celebrations yeah. and have done for years rather than the specific Brazil thing. I didn't. I have to say, I never had that thought until right now, okay. and uh, I'm I'm liking it. Yeah. <laughs> um, come here. The other one is uh, uh, Ronaldo. So, like, you know, he's never too far away from the headlines, even when he's not playing, and uh, you know, mostly by his own doing. So, there's been uh, there was some reports saying that he had threatened to walk out the uh, Portugal squad. That uh, you know, he'd had enough of this, been benched off, and he was walking out. Uh, two united were too united to be broken by outside forces. He said in a, an address to the media today, like in a way that felt like you. Know, how dare you insult me by suggesting that I would be the type of personality to walk out of my squad from the person like who literally a couple of weeks ago like marched down the United uh, uh, tunnel and away from his team. It felt like uh, I don't know. I kind of felt like this is true to the character of Ronaldo rather than being any kind of an insult. Yeah, yeah um, I think actually Portugal are in quite a good spot uh, right now, and we spoke last night in the news round about the, the talented squad that they have. Um, it's a little bit of a sideshow. I mean, they came out with a fairly decisive denial of that today, didn't they? The Portuguese side yeah. of things about saying that there was no truth to the story and Ronaldo as well. And you know, I think he could well have a huge role to play uh, as this World Cup develops. And you know, it, it has opened up for them a little bit. Uh, Portugal and, and their 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 win in the last round certainly would suggest that they've got all the tools to to really make a mark in the closing stages of the tournament. So. From a Ronaldo point of view, I mean, it's been uh, it's been quite a couple of months yeah. uh, from an Im- image point of view. You're right. Uh, You're right too. He might. He, he may well have a big say. I was also thinking it's not that long ago that we should have beaten them, only for your man knocking a couple of goals in, mm. which means that we're uh, right at home in that kind of company, right? Like this is Irish logic. Oh, we gosh, should be in a World yeah. quarter final, Mick. I get grimmed out talking about Ireland at the moment. I have to say, it's like it's almost like as if right, we had our. <sighs> Who did we play? Malta and whoever it was. Oman probably or something. <laughs> and uh, we had our kind of week and then the World Cup started and it's like, blessed relief, we can enjoy football without having to think about Ireland for a little while. And then every no time way. France or Holland play or they're sort of, oh, this is coming around the corner. Yeah. It's like, can we just wait until after Christmas and then yeah. we'll start worrying about the, the 
never-ending depression that is Irish football. Um, but sorry, sorry to cut across your oh. point there. That's just that's just how I personally feel. Uh, Ronaldo's legacy, though, I think it's hard to take yourself out at the moment, right? So we're very much in right now. But he's made so many. Let's see what happens in Portugal. He hasn't done anything yet. Mm. That's you know, it's just people feel it's coming. Mm. The fake smile. It's oh, plastered yeah. on his face when they score can't last forever yeah. and obviously what happened with United and Pierce Morgan and everything like that I don't know like I mean is that it's not going to be what he's remembered for I but don't I, don't think, so. th- I yeah. don't think it'll ever be far away from what people remember him like so people, I think the people he's what a footballer but what a bollocks I think the you people know? who don't like <laughs> so, him will still not like him when he retires and the people who yeah, really that's like true, him that's will true. really like yeah, him after yeah. he retires mm. uh, I find him a pain in the arse to be honest with you but that's uh you know, that's the media. That's the media for you, mate. The media. Twi- twisting the knife. Uh, right, oh, uh, you are watching Off the Ball or listening to Off the Ball, and uh, we're with you every evening, of course, with uh, Gillette uh, Labs for an effortless finish to your day. Carl, you're going to kick us off with news from the FAI today. Yeah, the FAI has been fined €20,000 by UEFA after the women's team sang a song which referenced the IRA. It happened while they were celebrating their World Cup playoff victory over Scotland at Hamden Park in October. European football's governing body ruled it was a violation of the basic rules of D. Decent conduct, and the FAI has since accepted the fine and says players and staff have been and will continue to be reminded of their responsibilities. Um, be full stop in that then, and we can just stop talking about it. Is that? That's what I thought today. Actually, I thought it, it's it's not it's not draconian or mad. It is a it's a it's a decent, noteworthy amount, mm. and it might draw a line under it. I think yeah, it should. I think the so. wording is is interesting though. It's like you know, decent behaviour. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, fine. Like probably fair you know, enough. You just accept the chin. They, yeah, they, they went out very quickly. They handled it. They came out themselves time. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Done. Done. But there'll be no more said. Couple of texts in. Uh, the dancing is in response to the racism in Spain about Vinicius Jr.'s dancing. Uh, one from John of Dublin. On the gold celebrations, it's also been noticeable that a few teams are having little group huddle team talks after the celebration. It could be a reason why there's so much stoppage time. Uh, but either way, referees should be cracking down on it. So, like, a little bit of an opportunity to have a conflap. Yeah, water break. Yeah. There you go. And on the, the Ireland uh, thing, two teams that we've come across fairly recently, Serbia and uh, Denmark both absolutely flopped at this tournament <laughs> so we're not in that good yeah. we hold up as you know powerhouses whenever we yeah, them, yeah. Like, like Serbia have a really good Denmark. squad as well but they finished bottom of their group in Denmark as well mm. didn't happen at all you're making the counterpoint to my we should be in the world and also that was a Ronaldo Portugal team and we saw what a non-Ronaldo yeah. Portugal team oh. looks like very very it's different in the tournament it's like even in this tournament they were scraping by 1-0s not playing well yeah. and then I don't know if everybody agrees, but like on like Switzerland aren't rubes, and then to do that, what they did to them and play as well as they yeah. did, they're contenders now. I think like you genuinely think like yeah, Portugal could win this tournament. Yeah, definitely. Like. And is there a thing now, even more so? Is there more of a disparity between the top teams and and the the so-called lesser teams that teams can time their run in inverted commas mm. in a tournament or even in a qualifying campaign? Because um, I often wonder how much of that is down to chance, the timing of the run stuff. I often think there's like um, people write that stuff after the fact that there's a bit of retrospection that fits the fits the narrative. Like, because it's bloody, you're walking a high wire act if you're saying we're only going to hit our straps by the quarterfinals, let's say. Mm. Like, that's a high wire act because it may not happen. Well, look at Germany. Yeah. Bigger teams Spain. like that, Belgium. Um, 
More news too from the RFU today. Come. Yeah, they've pledged a further €1 million Euro funding to women's rugby in Ireland. It comes after the launch of the Women's Rugby in Ireland report earlier today. The additional funding will be on top of the £5.5 million announced last month. And among the recommendations included in today's report is a revamp of the All-Ireland League into two divisions of six teams. Here's Fiona Steed, chair of the IRFU's Women's Subcommittee, on those plans. The majority of people that were either interviewed or participated in the survey found that the current WAIL isn't what they would call fit for purpose and it's something that the steering group agreed with. Um, This was based on, I suppose, a lot of the differences in the score lines, which is not unique to the WAIL. If you look in the Alliance 15s, there's a similar discrepancy between the, the clubs at the top and the, and, and the clubs near the bottom of a table. There's often a big difference in, in scores. The same happens in, I suppose, the top eight in, in France. So we're not unique in that. But one of the, the key recommendations was that we'd look at that, that we'd review it and see what best fits our game in Ireland and what we can do to make it fit for purpose for everybody. And the, the primary recommendation is obviously that we, we split it into a six and a six um, so that you'd have a premiership and a, and a championship in effect. This will allow for greater, I suppose, competitiveness um, in the, between the teams in each, in each division. Seems like a positive, another positive step for the women's game here. And I think that uh, like certainly, obviously, the million euro has been given over and it's never going to be enough in some regards. Um, but in the short term, it does seem like they've gone about that review in all the right ways. They've engaged all the right people. They've identified that the structures need changing, which, of course, they do. And um, it's never going to be everything in one fell swoop. But it does feel like, and I haven't had a chance to fully, uh, it was only published, I think, earlier on today, yeah. fully read the report, but that it's a good, positive step. Yeah, and I think they do need more money. Reading uh, Rory O'Connor in the uh, Independent, that they still need another million or more uh, to finance what they want to finance in the women's game. But as you say, it's a, quite an extensive report, and those changes for the AIL seem pretty extensive as well to two divisions of uh, six teams, which, when you consider there's only nine teams in a, in a one-tier division at the moment, mm. uh, is quite a good step forward. Um, and as Fiona Steed said in the, the clip there, that the gaps between the teams and some of the matches may evaporate uh, if that structure were to come into place but there is a lot of work to do but at least uh, today is a starting point yeah it's it's still it does need more though I don't mean to be like it's not being negative for the sake of it like is it these things you know you you either invest in them properly and do them to the best of your ability and grow it and make it something in itself or you trickle down a little bit to get naysayers off your back but don't actually do enough to properly grow the game and make it into a proper entity by itself standalone I think we're on the way I do I don't don't think that there's a tension to just kind of get people off their backs here but I you know the 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 sum still isn't anywhere near where it needs to be like you know no. they are if you did such a job and are lauded continuously for the work that they did around the men's game on the term professional how they manage that like we're still bearing out the legacy of that right now so you'd hope that they could apply a similar yeah, logic to it's not the, the they're, same they're, people they're, but I suppose no, it isn't, they're already they're taken, behind yeah. the likes of obviously England and France uh, another text in over analysation of sport is definitely one of the biggest problems nowadays you're literally analysing a man's celebration of scoring a goal in a five-a-side game come on lads game's gone I mean the over analysation of sport is the way that text starts as they text a sports show uh, 
Did you? And it, I, I, I watched it again this morning though. The wheelie bin wasn't the like Irish size wheelie. I heard bin. you talk about a wheelie bin. It looked like a little old stump of a thing. I, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't quite a stump of a thing, but I, I, I thought it was Irish size wheelie bin, and I looked at it again, and it wasn't anywhere close. Jeez, you made it, about so. to be like, uh, you know, yeah. ready for the Olympics. Maybe. Yeah, I thought like, yeah. Um, what was the Duncan McKenzie jumping over a That's mini? Right. <laughs> and it was it totally. Quite that. It was totally a deflection. Oh, I definitely think it was yeah. the Yeah, yeah, I think Cotton and Joe were against me. On that ah, one, no, 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 no. I mean, you're a purist, Carl, and I admire it, but definitely took a nick in the wind. Mm. Goals count, though, don't they? Anything keen does. Listen, everything counts. Text for, thanks for texting <laughs> in. But, but I, I don't know, I feel like we could go another level or two on that one, I have to you say. I think we could, like, yeah. break out a bit of the sort of the circular and, like, oh, I could have, you could have passed here or whatever else. I wouldn't mind another angle. The circular. I'm sure there's another technical word for that, another angle on it. <laughs> uh, right, fixtures are out for the GA, Cal. Yeah, they've confirmed their master calendar for next year. And the meeting of Connacht Rivals Galway and Mayo is one of the big games on the opening weekend of the Allianz Football League at the end of January. All-Ireland champions Kerry are set to begin the defence of their Division 1 crown away to Donegal on January 29th. The other Division 1 fixtures see Roscommon host Tyrone and Monaghan take on Armagh. In Hurling, Limerick will face Cork in the opening fixture of their Division 1A campaign. That's on Saturday, February the 4th. In the same group, Wexford meet Galway and Clare welcome Westmeath to Ennis. In 1B, Antrim host Kilkenny Tipperary take on Leash and there will be a meeting of two new managers as David Fitzgerald's Waterford go up against Micheál Donoghue's Dublin at Balch Park. The Provincial Football Championships are sh- scheduled to begin on the weekend of April 8th and 9th with their hurling equivalent underway from April 22nd and 23rd. The All-Ireland Hurling Final will take place on the 23rd of July with the Football Decider a week later and all of those details emerged after the confirmation of that uh, master fix your plan earlier today. So is that two weeks later? Are we gone back two weeks or one? I think, is it one? Was it 24th for the football final last year? Off the top of my head. Okay, so one week. I'd say they'll put another week back in, in next year and then we'll be settled. We'll settle on that for I, another, I just have for another I just think that's where we're kind of ending up, um, yeah, but like, I think they feel, they, they probably feel vindicated at this time of year, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's been I think a I think the players' reaction mm. mixed with the fact that I think a lot of people have come around to it. The the idea of the split season, I think it probably is just the way it's going to stay now. I just I do think they will stretch the summer out just a little bit, uh, maybe 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 another two weeks before before it finishes. But yeah, we're, we're be about September right. finals are definitely a thing of the past yeah. anyway. Right, we chatted about your man, Carl. Yeah, the Portuguese Football Federation has denied reports Cristiano Ronaldo threatened to leave their World Cup squad during an exchange with the head coach Fernando Santos. The former Manchester United forward was left out of the starting lineup for his country's 6-1 thrashing of Switzerland in the last 16 in Qatar. He came on as a second-half substitute. Meanwhile, Raheem Sterling is flying back to rejoin England's World Cup squad and could take part in training tomorrow. The Chelsea forward missed last Sunday's last 16 victory over Senegal after his home in Surrey was burgled, but he's now making his way back and could feature against France in their last eight tie on Saturday and teammate Calvin Phillips believes having Sterling available will be a major asset to the squad. Yeah, massive lift. Um, Raheem's an amazing player and you know we're just happy that everything's alright and you know he can rejoin us and you know play a big part in in the next game which we're really looking forward to. Um, sorry, I'm slightly distracted and it's great to see Raheem Sterling getting back in the mix. Well done, good man. Very late. Uh, very late to what? I'm surprised he's only rejoined the squad now. I suppose it's, it's like Thursday. Mm. They won't. It'll be Friday before he's only, he trains. He was only home a couple of days, was he? For Saturday game. I just, I don't know. I was just saying during the week, I don't think he's getting his place back in the team. Yeah, say. you'd be surprised if he featured, wouldn't you? Nearly from a moment as well. Like, it's not as if they've, uh, they look, they look. Uh, That's what I mean, yeah, yeah. He, his absence, uh, 
Um, His absence has produced probably a better team. Paul Little, um, football writer uh, Paul Little, good evening to you. Paul is in touch. Ah, lads, nothing wrong with the one dance after a goal, but then Neymar hanging on so we can have a separate dance and the score and then uh, one with the subs. Too long and too much. Look back at the other Brazil sides. Never carried on so long. Culture my arse. Do you know if you were playing FIFA and somebody does all the celebrations mm. after they score mm. against you? And it's, I think you can just mash the buttons and make it move on now. But definitely there was a time when you had to wait for them to do it. And it is the most annoying thing in the world. Yeah, I think that's kind of what you feel like when they get into the second or third dance on the same celebration. You can only have one celebration. I, I'm just not, do the I'm dance straight a, away. I'm not having it. Um, also, Paul Howard. Uh, I've changed my mind on this four times writer, in this newsroom. Current uh, writer and uh, general, like... And most, one of the most yeah we know who Paul Howard is uh, so he's backing up my point because I'm trying to give him the uh, <laughs> he's uh, he sent a link saying the Brazil team know how to score uh, how to celebrate goals a link as far back as 1982 and uh, Falcao and Zico and all these guys with great celebrations I mean for the time I think they would have been seen they would have been the Roy Keane at the time going oh my god I can't why isn't he just giving his teammate a pat in the back and shaking his hand what's all this stuff about I think it's amazing I'm all for it what else have we got, Carl? Where are we yep. after? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> What's the after match line? It was like, in my day, it was just a hug and a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Next to uh, footballer here at home in the Republic of Ireland International, Stephanie Roach is the latest player to sign for Shamrock Rovers. The striker joins from P-Mount United ahead of the new season. Roach is the fourth P-Mount player to sign for the Hoops. Onyo Gorman, Alana McAvoy and Summer Lawless have also moved to the club. And the league today received a rebrand as well with the Women's National League now set to be known as the League of Ireland Women's Premier Division. And there are some new logos as well for the uh, Men's Premier Division and First Division as well. Uh, an email in, in here from somebody who says even for me who's Brazilian uh, we know that the dance of Brazil repeated several times was offensive and disrespectful so this is from the people of Brazil have emailed us this evening to say this even worse is that Vinny Jr. did it uh, after the match what he did after the match when he appeared enjoying a giant and expensive piece of golden steak at one of the most expensive restaurants in Qatar uh, his action tended to cause envy in his old and very poor brothers uh, in the favelas of Rio de Janeiro. I hope Croatia scores several times tomorrow, says Giuliano from Brazil. I mean, there's a lot going on in that email, <laughs> including the golden steak stuff. I don't know if you've seen this, but I, mean, no. I don't understand why. Jerry Man Salt Bay, you know, your man who does the salt off the, sh- off the elbow business. You know that one? He's giving it all that. <laughs> You're looking at me as if you haven't a clue what I'm talking about. You, you know what I'm talking so about. Much time on TikTok here, you <laughs> um, don't even. Well, he's, he's even leaving Arthur's like Arthur's, like he's all over that golden steak stuff. They take steak and they literally wrap it in gold leaf and then they give it out to you. I, why would you want to be eating gold? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Then you take away the gold, eat the steak. No, they it? actually eat. They eat the whole thing. Like okay. that's going into you, mate. I just, I just don't get it. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm all not for me. as much as the next person. Uh, one last story, first call. Yeah, let's uh, go to Spain and Luis Enrique stepped down as Spain manager following his side's exit from the World Cup. They were eliminated by Morocco on penalties in the last 16 on Tuesday after just one win in this year's tournament and the Spanish Football Association has decided not to renew his contract following his second spell in charge of the national team. Enrique will be replaced by under-21 manager Luis De La Fuente on Monday. Um, I mean, I I think we should take cognizance of an email from Brazil. I can't be blind to the fact that, uh, you know, the Brazilian people have spoken to us this evening and they're... Um, it's, a, it's interesting. We've re- we rarely got emails during the show. Uh, they're with Roy and Jason Cundy, so... Yeah, well, look, I mean, again, is, are you sure that that's from Brazil? Have you no, tested no. the IP? No. ISP? What's the... 
It's the expression. Oh, yeah, it's the U- twa- t- test of USB there, yeah. I know I know what you're saying, all right. I just can't think of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You're just, yeah, I'm just saying that you're making a big proclamation there that the people of Brazil want them to lose 7-0 to Croatia. I think that's a big statement. I was only reading it to be honest about the golden stake. It was like, that's what that's what jumped out of me. Uh, Mick, Carl, thanks, William. Fair play, time for cash machine. Well done.